You are listening to Unified Through Chronic and Mental Illness with your hosts, Angie Roberts and Kimberly Murphy. Please be advised that some of the topics of this podcast can be triggering and sensitive in nature. A Porterville woman has been charged with homicide a week after she allegedly caused a deadly crash while driving drunk. Porterville police say 27-year-old Rebecca Edman was driving with more than double the illegal blood alcohol limit, 0.19%, when her car crashed into a 2016 Mercedes on the night of January 10th, 2020. A 69-year-old woman passenger in the Mercedes suffered major injuries and was taken to a Bay Area hospital in critical condition. The woman died due to her injuries four days later. Hey Spoonies, mental health warriors, and our supporters and friends, welcome to another episode of Unified. I'm Kimberly Murphy here with Angie Roberts. Hey y'all. And today we are talking about a young woman out of California named Rebecca Inman, who we believe was wrongfully accused and arrested for a crime that she honestly just did not commit. We'll, we'll be showing you some evidence today, and if you're not outraged by the end of this podcast, then you're not listening. <laughs> right, I agree. So today we have two special guests here with us, uh, Jennifer Van Atta, who is the advocate for Stephanie Inman, who has a daughter that is incarcerated. Her name is Rebecca. And it's been a gross injustice uh, for Rebecca, a horrible situation for her family. And right now, um, Stephanie, can you sort of just tell us what kind of person Rebecca is and um, what her life goals were before all of this happened? You know, so we can all get a sense of what kind of person she was and what was taken from her. Um, Rebecca is a very caring, loving person. Um, she's an amazing daughter, an amazing sister, an amazing mother. I hear you. Um, I know you're crying because you also haven't been able to see them, right? No. Okay, so... I've had a, I've had a minimal visit with um, her daughter, and you know it's once in a while her da- her her daughter's father will pop up and say like hey you know she really needs her grandma too she needs you guys in her life too and I and and whatnot and you know we'll set up vid- visits and and we've had one visit and then um, and then we just he just. It was like I got ignored again for a while, and then he recently reached out again, and we set up a video a visit, and I did actually decline that visit. And the only reason why I declined that visit was because um, everybody was really sick around us. Everybody had came down with COVID, and his mom's battling um, an illness right now that's really severe, and I didn't want to risk, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So for those of you who don't know yet. Um, Rebecca Emmon was in a car accident, which resulted in the death of an older woman. Um, so the night of the accident, um, if you're allowed to discuss it, where was Becca before she got into the car? Where, where were her and Erica hanging out? Um, you know, that part is not completely clear to me. Um, I'm not sure of all of the details or whatnot. I know that they were at Rebecca's house. And then I know that they had gone up to a bar 
And then from the bar, I know that they went to a store. Mm -hmm. And I know that from the store on their way to um, wherever they were going, um, I know that that's within a block from the store. After the store is when the accident happened. Okay, so when they left the bar, the bar did the bartender know that um, Erica was basically insisting to drive her the car? Um, the bartender had told what what the bartender had told us was because I immediately started reaching out, you know. Because I had questions right. that I wanted answered as a mom. They're telling me, you know, mm-hmm. that what happened was when my daughter called me from the hospital, mm-hmm. she was on the phone with me and I had asked her, are you okay? What happened? And she said, mom, there, I get, we were in an accident and the nurse had came by and said, and you were driving and another lady's not okay. And Rebecca, we were FaceTiming. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, Rebecca's face dropped. And she was like, I guess I was driving. But she was not, and she, you know, get in mind, she was heavily intoxicated. Right. She just had a major major head injury. Right. And was, you know, just went through she all was, this trauma. She, she was, was like twice the legal limit, right? When they tested right. her, right, okay. <clears throat> um. And I, and I want to put this out there that Rebecca doesn't, that, you know, this isn't Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Rebecca was taken out for drinks for her birthday. Oh, wow. Oh. Okay. Her birthday is January 16th. The accident happened January 15th, uh, 10th, 15th or 10th or something. Mm-hmm. Somewhere. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, a few days before her birthday. So she was out basically celebrating and... Did, were there witnesses that said they saw her get out of the car from the driver's seat? Um, no, what happened was, um, okay, so what happened was um, they had gone to the store. And when they were at the store, the cashier saw that my daughter was in the passenger seat. Mm-hmm. And another lady had seen that my daughter was in the passenger seat. And so when they had crashed, um, when they had crashed, one of the witnesses that was on scene had said, wait a minute, you know, she had reached out to, I, I had ended up reaching out to the girl the next day because Linda at the bar, when I had questioned, um, questioned Linda from the bar, Linda said that she, it was actually just recently that Erica was allowed back in the bar because they always had to fight her for her keys. Right. And she said it wasn't anything abnormal that night. She said, we don't even know your daughter. Now, she also has priors, doesn't she? DUIs? Erica does? Yes. Um, And the priors, I'm going to tell you about the priors, Mm -hmm. okay? She has a multi-prior alcohol um, record from San Luis Obispo County. She has um, a DUI that was dismissed two weeks after the accident. Mm-hmm. She has, and this is the same courthouse. She has a current warrant for her arrest in Nevada for DUI. Oh, wow. And sh- this accident. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after I started getting going forward with the public, um, people had start, you know, questioning, you know, the accident and stuff. People had started responding to me and there was multiple people that had came to, to me and told me, 
listen, Erica is good at getting away from these accidents. And people had told me about, you know, the, a Corolla that she had crashed while um, right after they had all left the bar. Mm -hmm. And she didn't get in trouble because she left the scene before they showed up. Oh, wow. So somebody else took the rap yeah. for that, too. No, no, she, there was just nobody there. Oh, okay. So, you know, and if you don't make contact within so long and nobody was hurt or damaged, you know, she had rolled it in a field. Mm -hmm. So, right. you know. So she um, has a reputation, obviously, for doing things like this, whereas Rebecca did. Oh, yes. Uh, absolutely. Okay, so she's in the passenger and, side of the car. And from what I understand. Wait, who's in the passenger side of the car? Okay, Rebecca, right? My daughter. My daughter was in the passenger side of the car. And um, when they got, what happened was when they got into the accident, Rebecca said that the other girl was like kind of over on her side, like leaning over to her side. Mm -hmm. And Rebecca tried to get out of the passenger side to get help, but the door, the dark, the door was jammed. Right. And so she went ahead and I guess the car, see, I don't know much about it. I'm just going by what I've been told. Mm -hmm. And I guess the car was kind of at a slant. And so Rebecca tried to crawl over to get help. Right. Um, so she tried to crawl out to get help. Uh -huh. And when she got to the driver's side, she collapsed when she saw the rest of the wreckage. Now, where was Erica when this happened? Did she already get out? She was halfway. She was she was halfway in, like leaning over to the passenger side. Oh, okay. And in the rest of the way in the driver's. But Rebecca had climbed over her. Okay. Okay. And we tried to go out the driver's window. Uh -huh. <clears throat> and so Erica took it. Um, Rebecca remembers Erica telling her, get over, get off of me. Hurry up. I can't get in any more trouble. And so now we know why. Right. <laughs> right. Now there was an injury, and, right? Where it kind of confirmed that Erica was driving the car because she had injuries that were consistent of someone who was driving, whereas your daughter had. Erica's. Erica's injuries are okay. So, um, the girls bumped heads is what Rebecca said. Mm -hmm. Rebecca had a severe right front in or left front and Erica had a right rear. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. Erica had broken ribs, but Erica had a right, well. yeah. right broken foot pedal. Mm -hmm. I mean, a right broken, a right broken foot. And the brake that it was is a known gas pedal brake. Okay. In which the gas pedal was broken off as well. Which I noticed when I was kind of doing some research that she posted this on her Facebook page. So she did. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I find that humorous only because. Um, you should see the stuff that she posts on her but Facebook But the evidence page. is right there. She's proving that she did it with, I mean, to me, that alone should tell the police a story. So did when they did the investigation on the car, was the door working because it was in the right position no. at that point? So you could even still get no. the door open. Okay. No. Okay, so. Rebecca, she went to go out the window and she was found. She was found dangling by her, like her legs. Mm -hmm. And she would, they didn't even see her when the first two witnesses were looking for the person. They were like, oh my God, where's the driver? And then they found her touching the ground, mm -hmm. out of the car, touching the ground. But Becca asked for some help. You know, she was in a crawling position. Mm -hmm. And Becca asked him for some help because she, you know, needed, he wanted to get up. She was dangling. 
Well, they put her in the driver's seat, but the one, I guess, to whoever this anonymous witness is that was on scene, um, he he said that she he thought that she was trying to run away, so she, he kept kept her there there till the cops came. Oh. And so, what does Becca say about that? She doesn't. Re- it's kind of fuzzy to her, but does she remember being held there, or does she? What does she say happened in that moment? She remembers she was just trying to get yeah. help, and all she wanted to do was get help okay. and. Mm-hmm. But she remembers that she remembers what happened. Now, was there a camera that caught this accident? Because they went through an intersection, correct? Um, they they went through a stop. Uh, it was a stop okay. sign. Okay, so there wasn't any record of the accident where there is no cameras. We've looked. Oh, that's too bad. Wow. And it's a it's a really heavily um, crashed area. Mm-hmm. Well. But one of the guys that owns a building over there said that there's like multiple crashes there a month. Oh and it's dark. It's a really and dark area. Dark. Yeah, they should yeah. definitely light that area up if this is happening all the time. Um, and you would think well, that the police would take that too. into consideration as well. And do some road construction as yeah. well. Yeah. Well, no, they, you know, they just, it's a long story with the police. So she gets arrested. Does she is she pleading innocent? What is what is her? She's she's never once questioned. She calls the police department mm-hmm. the very next morning. We called multiple times down to the down to speak to Officer Galloway, mm-hmm. and they just had nothing to oh nothing to say. They never once questioned her. They never once came and checked her injuries out. They never once nothing. So what happened? How did she end up in jail? she was in the hospital she was um you know she was she had some bleeding in the brain and she was in the hospital and um she was sitting there waiting for them to come and question her and all of a sudden they came and locked her up and she's never had the opportunity to fight her innocence or even have a fair investigation since i just can't even believe oh my gosh i just can't even believe that this how how poorly this investigation was done with the actual they did they did an investigation i mean for a little bit of an investigation but you're right the investigation was apparently poorly because erica's claiming Mm -hmm. that they didn't even know she was in the car till they were almost towing it away i heard that too i saw that um online on her page as well uh but i mean it just seems so clear-cut to me right angie i mean she the injury yeah. supported the door supports it the only thing that's in question is who was driving why is there no significance in getting this into trial right why is there no significance in rushing why not let her out on or why not get why not move forward exactly that she is was the denied. question she, she is has been completely there. denied and, bail. And, and and this this one girl Erica is allowed to harass her witnesses she's allowed to harass Stephanie she's allowed to harass her family she's allowed to do all these things mm-hmm. okay she's got multiple charges on her she's got DUIs on her she's got record for accidents she's been to jail she's got a record yet she is still free and they're literally torturing Rebecca why why in such a small town 
Is this young lady so important and dangerous that you guys want to keep her shut up and kept away from society? What does she know? Why is there no significance to her life? Exactly. Why are we disregarding her as a human being? That's horrible. She is a being that has constitutional rights. Yeah, I don't understand how they've gotten away with this without questioning her. Every writ, every writ. If an attorney doesn't want to work on it and you're having conflict with your attorney, you have that right Mm -hmm. to request a different attorney. Why is she denied this? She was denied. I had to hire her a new attorney. If her mother is the power of attorney and my child is going to court, why is the mother not allowed in the courtroom? Oh my goodness. Oh wow. It was a fight. Why is this literally screamed at torturing this young woman? You are literally torturing this young woman in this small town. Why the person that could actually be the person that's guilty is continuing to run up her name. Right. Is continuing to drink, is continuing to fight her own demon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, there's a woman that's been, her life has been taken away and her family don't have closure. Why? Right. Why are you keeping it going? Mm-hmm. What is the point of the torture? And at this point, it is torture. I was going to ask, I was going to ask, um, you know, it's, I know it's torture for, for you guys as well. Um, what kind of mental health issues has Rebecca been dealing with and you as a family, Stephanie? Um, Rebecca is actually very strong. Mm -hmm. Rebecca is very strong in her faith. Um, Rebecca takes punishment as well. Right. Um, she she accepts responsibility for this as well, mm-hmm. um, but she doesn't accept responsibility for somebody else's actions. Um, Rebecca's a very strong believer and firm in fighting, and especially fighting for rights and fighting for what is right. Um, you know, so she's, if, as far as mental torture, I can't even imagine what my daughter, you know, the mother, the mother that she, you know, was that the mental torture that this has had on her, you know, she's she had her own stable environment. She had her own place for years with her children. She was she walked all the kids to school in the morning, you know. Um, she did homework with her, you know. I just can't even imagine the mental torture that is going on in her mind over her children. That's all she talks about is, you know, you know, just coming home to her children and. You know, let's just say that, let's just say, you know, the rights are being so severely violated here that she didn't even have an opportunity to set her children up. She was just taken. They never even gave her a chance to go. So why was her bail? Her bail was denied, right? She was zero Mm -hmm. bail. She has had zero bail since the day of one. Now they, they usually, yeah, they usually only do that for people who are really dangerous. Uh, this doesn't, well, they're calling her a malice murder. That's the other thing I wanted to ask you. The charges seem really extreme because usually in the charges like, are excessive uh-huh. because what they do in a situation like this one, people fight is they stack charges. 
excessive charges so they have an opportunity that if you're gonna fight they can push you into a plea so what charges is she facing right now what 187 murder oh wow life in prison no for a gross vehicular manslaughter that she would have already done her time for right she's never had a prior she doesn't have a record and if you look at her facebook it's all about god Mm -hmm. She's not a malice person. She went out with this girl for drinks. Um, And nobody knows what happened. Nobody knows what happened that night, but them two and God. But from what I've been shown and what's came forward to us and what nobody else is looking at, except for the outsiders out here paying attention now, my daughter wasn't the driver and I believe her. And I have to stand up for her with this because she doesn't have a voice in there. They're not allowing her to. Right. Yeah. And anything that I try to do to voice, anything Jennifer tries to do to voice, we get shut down. We get blocked. Jennifer, why do you think that is? I know that you work as an advocate. So what do you think the issue is with why they're not taking her information or taking the investigation seriously? I I mean, our whole system is tainted. Mm -hmm. So... This might just be one of those that's been tainted. I know when you're fighting the system, they're gonna do everything they can to break you. That's um, true. Stephanie has showed herself to be a fighter. Stephanie has showed herself to not give up. So to them, it's no longer there. It's no longer about uh, Rebecca. They, Rebecca's got a mother named Stephanie that's out here causing all this ruckus. Right. So now the only way to get to Stephanie would be to do what they do to Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and the light is being shown on all the facilities and how corrupt our system is. You know, so this is just one proof that this is just one more thing that needed to be brought to light to show that it's all of California. Right. It's the right. whole entire system. It's not just one prison. It's not just one uh, mental health facility. It's the whole system as a whole. And it starts from Kathleen down. You know, she, we got Diaz out of there. We worked on getting him out of there. And Kathleen came to, you know, save the world and she didn't. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's, everybody's thinking okay these people are incarcerated this is what they deserve okay but what they deserve with a pandemic nobody expected a pandemic right okay and mental health alone is a struggle okay because you don't know where that mental health began or what the triggers are these people are not trained for mental health Okay, so and they are not trained for medical. So if somebody is having illusions, they're going to take them to the mental health ward. And of course, they're going to give them something that sedates them, but they're not fixing these core problems. Right, exactly. People have core issues Mm -hmm. and being incarcerated, they're not rehabilitating them. They're adding to it by not giving them their medication on time, by letting them hear on the loudspeakers that another person has died from COVID, by, you know, just all like everybody banging on the doors and stuff. You don't understand. That is that is torture in itself. Putting somebody in a cell because they did something wrong, putting them in a cell for five days by their cell with one hour of light. Why? Mm-hmm. How are you fixing that person? 
They don't want to get to the core because they won't get paid for those beds. If they fix a person that has issues, that person is going to be a productive person in society, which if that person is a productive person in society, that facility won't get paid for that bed. Right. So this is just big business for them. It's a business for them all. On Rebecca's behalf, we filed a motion um, December 15th, once again, um, for a bell motion, OR bell motion. And there's, you know, there's laws like the Humphrey law and whatnot that, you know, statute states that you have to have clear and, you know, can clear evidence that, you know, to hold people on these charges right. and whatnot. And, and when we applied for this motion, um, it's been two years and, you know, Rebecca grew up here in a local small area um and um she's you know she's i'm talking about 30 years she's been around here she just recently moved over to porterville a few years prior mm -hmm. and she asked to be able to come home to victory outreach women's program um you know it's a it's a christian-based program it's a it's a home a woman's home mm -hmm. where sobriety would take place her christianity would continue in her faith She'd be able to be a productive member of society, you know, but still under the watch. And they denied her. Well, mm. I don't understand. Saying that she was a flight risk, that she's a flight risk and she's a malice threat to the society. This is so extreme. It I is. Just, I don't understand how things get like this. I know because <laughs> the evidence is, I mean, there's enough yeah. evidence. If I were to be sitting in a jury, say this goes to trial, there'd be no way I would, I would vote to convict this girl there there's no there's so much evidence that puts doubt in your mind is that she was the driver um i feel horrible for her i feel like she's telling the truth as there well. is so much more yeah there's so much more evidence that i you know have saved for the attorneys mm -hmm. when they're ready mm -hmm. they're not even our attorneys aren't even ready for evidence right now they are so upset at the way they are handling the situation and her not even having the right to fight her case, the right to even post bail. Yeah. Anything. So I know that you've been working with Breaking the Silence, Operation Innocence Project, um, and Our Father's Home. Is that right? No. No? No. Um, actually, no. We've, we have, um, we were working with Our Father's Home, and some things happened through that, and we're not going to discuss That's that. Fine. Um, okay. That's fine. But um, Breaking the Silence, Lisa Riley, and, um, James Jones and them have all been a big, huge part of my, of our fight, of our advocating. Um, Jennifer Van Arda with um, We Fight For When We Fight For All. Mm -hmm. She's our bulldog mm -hmm. advocate. Um, awesome. She is, she, she is amazing at what she does. And I, I, I can call her at any moment at any time and be like, Jennifer, we have to talk. Right. Like, I'm so sad, I can't do this and she, you know, she's just, she's just keeps guiding me and I really appreciate her um, and whatnot. Um, the ACLU has helped us. Mm -hmm. um, wow, that's great. And then, yeah, and they're continuing to help us. So we're hoping. Now for, you, you also know, have a petition for the public, correct? Mm -hmm. Where can they, where, where can people find that? 
Okay, so we have a Facebook page that's been up for a while for Rebecca. It's called Bring Rebecca Home. Mm -hmm. And on the Facebook page, you can see a lot of the videos that have been made. You can see a lot of the, um, you know, the stories and everything. All the You can see the whole fight there. Um, there's a petition there. Mm -hmm. And it, the biggest thing that we need right now is that petition sign. And the reason is, is because the judge basically laughed at the petition that we took to court. And there wasn't enough, there just wasn't enough signatures. And, you know, we need to show that there's enough there, people that, that are upset. We support Rebecca out right. here. We support Rebecca having the opportunity to fight her case. We support Rebecca having the opportunity to have her rights. Mm -hmm. I mean, if her rights are going to be taken away like this, who's who's to know who else is right. it? Right. We know several other, you know, I, I work with several other um, people that are dealing with situations like this. Um, other ladies that are have been charged with the same charge wrongfully like mm -hmm. this, you know, um, and fighting. Now, how and many so, signatures you know, did you have the first time you were you brought it to court? Um, it was local signatures, and I didn't know that it wasn't that oh, much. Okay. It, it really wasn't that much. It was a, like a few hundred. Well, hopefully, that. now that this is going to be aired, hopefully people will at least go over there and sign that. And you also said you have. Well, because I asked you, <laughs> I want everyone out there to know that I had to ask Stephanie where we could all help her with funds if we were inclined to do so. And um, she doesn't even have a GoFundMe account, but she does have a Venmo. So at my encouragement, I hope that she will share that with you guys now. Um, I do have a Venmo account that they can use if anybody wants to help. You know, I do pay, you know, a high amount for her attorney every month, as well as, you know, video chats, commissary and and whatnot and i'd like to you know i'd like to go forward with getting like a crash reenactment and stuff but all of this costs money mm -hmm. and this is all coming out of my own pocket right. so you know if somebody does want to donate um i set up a venmo account for um i believe it's at bring rebecca home it is on her facebook there's a link you can go to it there. okay great and any any little bit helps you know mm -hmm. um I would hope that people and it will all go towards Becca's attorneys and fees and stuff that we occur. So. And I hope that people do um, help because this young woman should not be in jail, taken away from her children while the guilty party is out there literally still partying. Right. Um, right. <laughs> um, she did, you know, she, she did currently, she just got another DUI recently. Oh my God what um august 8th yeah august 8th and that same county and the same courts gave her eight days on house arrest that's oh, it or she didn't even go to jail no so who does she have ties with in that police department <laughs> well we're not exactly <laughs> sure no no there is there's there you know you know we have a voice recording of her at, at one time she did state that her mom was the dispatcher that got the call that night but we found out other otherwise that it was differently it was actually one of her good friends mom mm -hmm. that got the call that night oh and um and if i am thinking of the right dispatcher one of the dispatchers had if if her best friend's mom's name is kim and it was the dispatcher that got the call that uh -huh. night she actually had told me one day as i had called to the police department that she valued my fight so um i i don't believe that she would have had any involvement but the, you know she does have it i think that what happened was the police made a mistake and don't didn't know how to correct it and the other girl is definitely not going to step up and tell the truth exactly right. and so 
So I don't think that it is all on the police, but I can say that, you know, the police have done a poor investigation, um, especially not investigating both sides. I think that they um, have wrongfully charged the wrong person. And I think that they have manipulated more than enough um, because, you know, we, I have to say that there has been situations that, the, all the evidence has been destroyed. The car was destroyed when we asked to have it tested. Um, yeah, all the evidence is destroyed. We asked to have a wallet tested and it's been burned. It's been destroyed. Um, oh just we, we had an investigator that was to, um, we were to get the saliva off the airbag and whatnot. And um, the car has been completely crushed, dismantled and destroyed. Um, and I have that verified on paper by the dismantling yard. Now, see, if they don't have um, evidence, if they don't have evidence that she did do this, she has a right to be, like you said, not in jail. She has no priors and she should be allowed to fight her case. I don't understand why they are not even. Makes no sense. It just blows my mind. Yeah. yeah it does. <laughs> if there's somebody against you and they're full of power and money in that town, could that, that have to do with well, it? I noticed too that Erica um, has just... a very strong interest in everything that you do on social media. I saw that she was following you on TikTok. That, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even look at her. You know, and the thing is, is I don't even look up her name. I don't get involved. Mm-hmm. I, I don't look at her stuff. I don't care to hear from her. She knows us. I've been, I've told her before, leave my family alone. She, um, she likes to, uh, message my one of my other daughters and the reason is is because my other daughter is so messed up in the head right now that Erica has her thinking that my other daughter was driving oh no oh. and so whenever they talk she's like oh she said this so I can use it against Rebecca but but I'm sorry my other daughter is not in a state of mind to be even talking because first of all, she doesn't know anything about the case right. because her situation mm-hmm. has been, has not allowed me to share with her the case because she has a relationship with Erica and I'm not going to give her the evidence. So Erica, Erica can get it and then use it against her. Yeah, exactly. I did so, read somewhere though know, that didn't Erica say to Rebecca, Rebecca said, I didn't do this. And Erica said, I know hon or babe or something like that. Yes. It's going to be okay. okay. So, okay. So what happened was the next day in the hospital, there was a phone call that was made from Erica. Um, Erica had in between Erica and Rebecca and Rebecca had the phone on speakerphone and Rebecca's sister was sitting next to her. Um, and um, when they were talking, um, Becca had said, Oh, hold on a minute. I don't want to say the wrong words. Okay. Um, Rebecca said, I wasn't driving. Why am I being charged with this? And she's all, I know, sweetie, we'll take care of this or so. I don't know. You'll have to read the statement. So it's, you know, but it basically basically admits that. But it was said. Yeah. But there was a witness the next day in the hospital that heard her say, she that Rebecca was not driving and then Erica had gotten upset and text afterwards and she said I wasn't driving right. and and Rebecca says well the whole police reports all wrong and she says I know 
and that's on documentation that's on documentation text that's up there on her boards oh my goodness like there's so much evidence out there and um and for anyone who's listening all of this stuff was super easy for me to find it's all there anybody could Mm -hmm. find it it wouldn't take much uh so this is not news that the police can't easily uh you know check into look into the chief of police okay here's the thing the chief of police has recently retired all of a sudden for no other than he's served enough time but that was after we started advocating and started bringing a lot of injustice forward mm-hmm. he didn't want any involvement in yeah. that i'm sure no right why would he right it was after i had a i had a sit down conversation with him one day myself and my father because i had had enough and i was like you have got to listen i want you to look at this you've got to you know this is not okay mm-hmm. your police department your sergeant has already apologized to us right okay we've already been apologized to from the sergeant saying you know we're sorry that we hope you can understand how th- the mistake was made Okay, why are you going to apologize to me? And then still, she's in there. Exactly. It sounds like enough people have said, you know, there was a mistake made. Erica's basically admitted to being the driver. Uh, Multiple the times. The car, you know, substantiated it. it. It's really awful that they destroyed the car. Um, I can't even believe they did that <laughs> in a case like this. Yeah, cars not we, we had an investigator. You have a right to have them investigate to- it. We had an investigator and he set up an appointment to have the car inspected and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they had it on hold for their part. And then they released it so they could get their investigating on. And then they put it on hold again. So our investigator couldn't get in there and investigate. And then it was released and destroyed and dismantled. No, mm. that's horrible. It is. I mean, it's it's totally uh, taking away your rights, and I think she should be released based Within on that alone. Yeah. Within two weeks, the car was released to the dismantling yard. See, in a case where it, res- you know, in a in a situation that results in death, they should have to keep every piece of evidence. This is this is unreal. You you guys had every right to hire somebody to go in and do your own investigation. Uh, the fact that that was denied. Jennifer, this is, isn't this like, couldn't, isn't there a motion that can be filed because they did take away her right to use the evidence? A dismissal? Yeah, some sort of. Yeah. Yeah, but the judge isn't there. The attorney that was assigned wasn't, didn't want no part of it. They, the attorney that was assigned was lazy. Mm -hmm. So he kept pushing it off, pushing it off. So yeah, there's, there's writs that can be written. There's motions that can be filed, but you got to have an attorney to do that. Right. Yeah. But wait a minute. And now I have an attorney that is doing that, but it doesn't matter what the law is because right now they're holding her unlawfully. Right. They are completely unlawfully. Mm -hmm. Our attorney has filed a writ, told the judge he really needs to look at what's happening in this courtroom. Yeah. Has even made a statement of his client pleading not guilty for no other reason than she is not guilty. Mm -hmm. And told him that if we had to, I mean, he he filed this bell motion two, two weeks from being two years in there. He filed this bell motion under the Humphrey Act, Mm -hmm. which the Humphrey law states 
that it, you know, that you have to, the, 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 what the, the point is, is it doesn't matter our rights. It doesn't matter if you have an attorney, it's one judge and one district attorney making up their minds on what yeah. they're gonna do in this situation. Right. And that judge has denied and failed her rights as a human being, period. And we have fought hard for our rights. So why do we even have rights if they're not, if they're just gonna be violated? Exactly, and this happens in this country way more than people think. Uh, way more. Yeah. I have no idea about stuff like this until it happened in my mm -hmm. home. You know, if we can get supporters to listen and to share her story, share her petition, you know, I need help. I seriously am so sick mm -hmm. that I wake up every morning and I don't want to lift my head. My head's in the toilet puking. I don't sleep. I own my own business and I barely go to work. I'm so sorry, Stephanie. Oh my goodness. It's, it's got to be so hard on you mentally. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, with the mental, physical aspect. I went into almost to, I want to say, a suicidal um, moment after her last court hearing because I felt like even after, you know, hiring attorneys, um, you know, and them doing what they're supposed to do, it still doesn't matter. The judge is still going to do what he wants to do, right. you know? And so I, you know, and I was sitting out in the hallway and I, I set eyes on the other lady for the first time. Um, the other lady that was in the other car with the, mm -hmm. her mom that passed away. And, you know, I didn't realize that it was her. And if I did, I would have asked to speak to her, you know. Mm -hmm. But instead, the district attorney came out and she pulled her off to the side. And I heard her say, don't worry, we'll get her at sentencing. Well, they have her so manipulated, I believe, too. Like, I don't understand, like, with all this evidence that has came forward, like, right. how can they not see? Mm -hmm. I'm only being a mom. I'm not out here doing this to hurt anybody. I'm not out here looking for fame. I'm not out here looking for money. I work my butt off right. to pay to fight this. Mm -hmm. She says, if they're going to do this to my daughter, they're going to do it to others. So okay. that's, what, that's what gives Stephanie her strength to keep going. Because my God, my God, what she goes through. You know, we've, she's talked to mayors, she's talked to Congress, yes. she's talked to ACLU, the she's FBI. talked to district attorney, she's talked to everybody just to get told no and then has to go home and be sane for her kids and her grandkids and she has to not she's got to worry about where one of her other daughters is and is she okay and why baby? would i why would i, I go to that extreme why would i go to the extreme of sitting down with the fbi why would i go to the extreme of introducing myself to the mayor and asking for a sit down for a moment why would i go to that extreme of asking these people to please can you please look at this look at this if my daughter if i even had one ounce of thought that my daughter wasn't telling the truth do you think i'd bring in the fbi absolutely not right yeah yeah do you think that i'd sit down and beg the mayor right. for a moment of his time and i've done that i did mm -hmm. i sat down with the fbi she's written letters she's written letters after letters we've done emails after emails We've, I've told her, let's call Kathleen, let's go to their office, let's protest, I'll mm -hmm. go to the state. What do we need to do? 
Do you know that, um, Kimberly, you read that I am that mother. I sent that to you, that I am that mother letter. Okay. We sent that over to, um, my, my boyfriend and I, we printed, we wrote that, we printed that out. We sent it over to Staples over here locally and they're all following her story over here. And, you know, we're, we're small tight community Mm -hmm. here. Everybody knows me, my face and who I am when I walk in the door. They, the minute they I walk in, they're like, any good news yet? Any good news? You know? I mean, and it's every store that we go to. Um, however, it's, um, st- you know, Staples, they printed out hundreds of these I Am That Mother. Had them stapled together, all the pictures there, everything. We took those letters and we dropped them off at every EMT, every hospital, every fire department, police department, every sheriff's department, wow. highway patrol. And I said, listen, somebody needs to help me make a change because if I'm going through all this, why would I do this mm-hmm. if I didn't believe her? Right, right. Why would she fight so hard if she didn't believe herself? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the evidence it's is just, obviously there. It's obviously there. Um, and there's more evidence that comes in daily. You know, the minute I made that TikTok, people started sending me the most disgusting things I've ever seen or heard. Really? Okay. Oh. And I'm talking, I'm talking more videos, more footage of what she does. So have you guys gone to the media to see if um, maybe that would help? Have you talked to local news stations? We have done um, a rally that we really weren't planned and ready for. It, you know, it would have had a better turnout. Um, but we've gone to, I've gone to ABC Action 30. And the reason why is because they did a story on her bashing her. And so why not do a story on the mother's fight for her? Why not do a story asking the public for the Snapchat video that shows Erica's hands on the wheel moments before the accident? Mm-hmm you know, that we know is out there. Why can't we ask these people? Why can't somebody do a news media? You know, like this is what's happening. This girl doesn't even have bell, but she's not a malice person. She's not a flight risk. Right. Why does this, why does this child molester have $8,000 bell? Mm-hmm. Right. And a release date. Mm-hmm. So Angie, um, just one more time. I know we already talked about this, but just one more time, where are those places that people can go to uh, get support and the organizations that are helping Stephanie? The organizations that are helping Stephanie, um, and you can go and get help at some of these also. The ACLU, Mm -hmm. Breaking the Silence. Mm -hmm. Um, The one for Rebecca for her Facebook is bring Rebecca home and there's a petition and her Venmo plus more info on the case there. And as soon, well, if Rebecca gets sentenced, um, the operation innocent project will come into play then. Which so, is a great organization. So, but you have to be sentenced, uh, right? First. Right. Yeah, sentenced. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, today was super emotional. Um, it was Stephanie is such a strong loving mother and I think the love that she has for her daughter is obvious and it's driving her and helping keep her moving these last two years in this horrible nightmare that she found herself in and 
still having to have, you know, raise two other kids while they're grown now, but you know what I'm saying? Still be a mom to two other daughters um, and everything that she has going on in her life. I just want right. to let everybody out there know after getting to know Stephanie, she is an amazing woman. Um, she's a really amazing woman. She's very strong and, and mm -hmm. very driven. So. Yes. Yes. So um, if, if you can help, uh, please do. And please spread the word. Uh, the more people that hear about this and sign the petition, the better off uh, things will be for Stephanie and Rebecca. And hopefully we'll be part of helping re get her released and she should not be in jail. Right. Hopefully on our update, we'll have Rebecca with us. That wouldn't that, that be would nice? That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be amazing. Let's let's make that a goal. Hopefully, uh, just throw that, that out there. That's hopefully. right. That's hopefully, right. we can do that. Hopefully, that will happen. Um, so, what is the mantra for this week, Angie? But as for you, be strong and do not give up, for your work will be rewarded. Second Chronicles fifteen seven. Wow. I I think Stephanie, if you're listening, and I know you probably are. Um, I hope that touches your heart. It touches mine. And I think it's really it touched mine too. Yeah, yeah. For this situation, especially we hope that this week's episode will bring awareness and support for Stephanie and Rebecca and their family. Um, if you did get something out of this and feel like you want to help, please like share, follow, um, spread the word, go to Rebecca's page, um, sign the petitions. As far as we go, all of our social media information will be announced in just a moment. Please join us next week for a brand new episode. You don't want to miss it. Until then, thank you for listening. And please remember that we are stronger together. Mask up, y'all. Peace out. Unified through chronic and mental illness can be found at anchor.fm slash unified. There you can find all social media links as well as other ways to listen. 